0: Goals, 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 lots of them. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United weekly podcast. Are we in a good mood? I, I would think so. 4-0 against West Ham, 4-0 against Swansea City. Man United the top of the league, playing exciting football, taking chances, scoring goals, winning games. So we're talking both of those 4-0 victories. Giving you a youth roundup as the under-23s and under-18s both start their seasons as well as previewing another 4-0 victory against Leicester City. Oh, are we getting carried away? And no, we're not talking about winning the league that much. We're just talking about the goals. Jack... We we couldn't ask for, for more after two games, could we? Not at
1: all. Top of the league, two 4-0 wins, or back-to-back, perfect start. And not only getting the two wins was really important, but the way in which we've done it and the amount of goals that we've scored, I think has kind of allayed a lot of fears that fans had from last year. And, you know, we've added all that firepower up front, but we had that last year too. So I think there was a big worry for a lot of fans about whether they would all gel and whether we'd actually be able to start scoring more goals. And all those fears have been put to bed in the last two games. Obviously, it is just the first two games and we were six from six last, last season too. But I think it just looks a lot different this season. There's a different feel about the club. And even from what the players have been saying, it seems like the dressing room is A, much more united than last season and B, there's so much more belief in there now. I think the Europa League success has done them the world are good, Mourinho seems back to his best as well. I can't remember seeing him so charismatic and so happy in interviews for ages. Yeah. Which is brilliant to see. So all looking positive yeah. at the moment. I mean I mean
0: that Mourinho point's a, a good one. When when did we last see Mourinho looking happy in a suit? It's all been I Adidas mean, trackies, hood up, sort of grim on the sideline. Um yeah. and interviews. I mean, after the I think it was after the Swansea game where he said about let the horses run free. You saw he had this little smirk on his face where he knew, I've got the back page story. <laughs> and he was like, that's that's yeah. the kind of re- thing we, we expect from a happy Mourinho. And I don't think we had, I think he was so focused on winning last year um, that he put everything to the side. His family was still living in London, he's living in a hotel, everything being nice to me, gone. And it was all about, I need to get my status back, I need to get Man United's status back. And then I think after that Europa League win, that all just sort of came down. And now the walls come down and he's in a better mood. And I think that is going to put United in a in a better frame of mind going forward. But I mean, I thought of talking about both games at once, but I think it's it's probably better to split them up because Swansea, the most recent win, was a, a sudden flurry of goals. Three in seven minutes, I think, and, and all after the 80th minute mark. Less than three in seven minutes, three in about four minutes. Um, we didn't play incredible football aside from the goals, whereas West Ham... We dominated, had the chances and took them and, and looked incredible at times. So different games. I mean, let's start with Swansea. Uh, I can't, I'm sure we haven't scored three goals that quickly for al- almost a decade, probably. That's The the sort of clinical nature of our attack was, I haven't seen that for, for years.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the last time we've gone and scored three goals in such quick succession. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head and I can't. I, I really can't think of the last time we scored three goals in. I think it was like four four minutes and thirty seconds or something. Um, it was ridiculous. The game just kind of exploded. It was it was a strange game actually because the first half, I was I was actually a little bit worried because Swansea were creating a few good chances. Obviously, who hit the bar in the first couple of minutes, and then it, it just looked in the second half like we were kind of taking it easy a little bit and not not really trying to uh, create enough. And we were quite happy to sit on a one one nil lead. But as soon as Swansea kind of switched things up, made a few substitutions and tried to chase the game, we just capitalised on it. And it was a perfect away performance in the end because we got the first half goal just about at the, right at the end of the first half. And we kind of wore Swansea down. We had quite a lot of possession without committing any errors and, and throwing too many bodies forward. And then as soon as Swansea switched up their tactics and tried to chase the game, and once the fatigue started setting in, then we pounced. And it was ruthless the way that we pounced. I mean... Like we said, three goals in four minutes. In any game, that's re- just a ridiculous return. And it was nice to see Pogba and Martial get on the score sheet again. Uh, Lukaku, obviously, as well. It's a really, really big plus that those three are, all seem to be firing.
0: Yeah. In the first two games, eight goals, or nine if you count the Real Madrid game. Three games, nine goals. Almost a dream score. It's three for Lukaku, two for Pogba, two for Martial, um, and one one for Eric Bailly. It's, it, It's... That's who you want to score in terms of it, for getting confidence levels up and important for getting the media off the back. I mean, until the eightieth minute or so, you weren't thinking this is this is vintage United. I mean, we weren't on the back foot, f- far from it. But it, it wasn't it wasn't something spectacular. I mean, I, f- I think that's probably a positive. We had five or six chances, you'd say, and and converted four. Compare that to to last season when we were less clinical. than I thought was humanly possible, and it. I mean, that's a, that's one of the main reliefs from the game I wouldn't be surprised if we had 10 or 11 games this season where we're 1-0 at 80 minutes and suddenly it gets to 3 or 4-0 or we're 2-1 up and suddenly it goes to 4-5-1 because it's about being ruthless in that last stages and I saw we'll move on to individual players in a bit because at the start of the season it's quite interesting to do that but I saw Monday Night Football after the game um, which was a uh, a funny game with Rooney scoring at the Etihad on his on his return in an Everton shirt. But after the game, Gary Neville was talking about United and about Rashford and Martial. And now Martial's, I think he's got a goal or official assist every 11 minutes so, so far this oh. season. But he was saying the reason Martial is doing well is because Rashford has spent 80 minutes on both of the games just wearing the Swansea and West Ham defenders out and just yeah. pulling them apart and doing everything to mean that as soon as Martial comes on, their legs are sort of, starting to feel a bit like Jev- Jelly there, sort of waving about a bit. And Martial can, can pounce and use his pace, which is fresh, to do it. So I think either way round, if yeah. Martial's starting or if Rashford's starting, if one of them's on the bench and is coming on for the other one, that's that's basically the dream substitution because you've got a really tired Swansea defence who now have to go for it as well, who aren't being protected by their midfield quite so much. And you've got either Rashford or Martial, two of the best young strikers in, in on the continent, wearing them down and then the other one comes on and scores that's I mean that's perfect
1: yeah you know obviously I think as fans we all we all want eventually Martial and Rashford to somehow be in the team together with Lukaku up front whether that will ever be possible I don't know but it's great that they're managing to almost it's gonna sound weird but they are almost managing to form a partnership without ever being on the pitch at the same time because Rashford does the hard yards and then Martial comes on and and basically um, makes the most of what Rashford has done to the defenders. I thought, I thought Rashford actually had quite a good game against Swansea. Yeah. He, he was a little bit rash at times. And obviously, the great chance that he had from Mawson's poor um, header back, where he almost tried to dink it, but straight into Fabianski's hands, was really poor. But generally, I think he, he played pretty well. He's still showing the great flashes that we all kind of lo- fell in love with when he first burst into the team which is really good. He hasn't lost any of that kind of raw raw talent and, and kind of raw instinct, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But it's a really, really positive start for him and for Martial. I, I do think Martial deserves a start at some point. I mean, you can't keep ignoring what he's doing when he comes on. But like, like you said, I think also Rashford's, Rashford's uh, role in that in what he's allowing Martial to do shouldn't be overlooked as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, on Rashford, we'll we'll start with him. Then he's he's got to improve his one on one finishing. I said in in our review of of pre season that I've been really impressed by his one on ones. I think it was against City and Real Salt Lake. Maybe he scored two one on ones, basically the same style. But since the season kicked off, albeit, albeit only a couple of games, it's been a bit disappointing. I mean, that the the one against Fabianski that he sort of just toe poked straight into his arms. That was Danny Welbeck esque. Yeah. I'm thinking Welbeck against and, Manuel yeah. Moyer. When it, yeah, it's he. He needs to choose his finishing more wisely. I, I mean, Rashford's better than Welbeck ever was, and will be a much better player than than Welbeck is and and was. But one of ones, he's got to be able to make his decision making much better because you only get one of those chances. Probably one of. I'm not saying you only get a chance every three games, but you only get one of those mistakes from a defence in the Premier League, you only get one of those mistakes from a defence where you are then put one-on-one with the keeper with some space and some time. You probably only get one of them every three or four games and you've got to take them. They're the the goals you've you've got to be scoring, particularly if you're playing wide and suddenly you've been given that chance to to score, particularly if you're trying to stake a claim to play up front in the future. But overall, another really positive performance from him barring that, that one error. And he is doing the dirty work at the moment. Absolutely. I, I
1: think it really helps Lukaku and Mikatarian um, that he's such a willing runner in behind because it just it just gives the defence another option to think about all the time. Rashford is so willing to make a great run that just forces the defence to turn and face their own goal. And it means that Lukaku can then come a little bit shorter if he wants to try and get more involved in the play. It gives Mikatarian a little bit more space for him to try and weave his magic. Um And yeah, it's not always going to come off for Rashford. And like we said, he does need to improve his composure in front of goal because, and we'll come on to the West Ham game in a second, but even in the West Ham game, there are a few times where he had decent chances and his composure was slightly lacking. But I think that will come the more experience he gets and the more he's in that situation. But generally, I think he's had two really positive performances. And I think to see that Mourinho is sticking with him um in the starting lineup is really positive for him as well because it should give him a lot of confidence that Mourinho seems to be confident in what he can do and confident that he can play a really good role and really big role for us this season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um Martial, as I said, goal or assist every eleven minutes so far. Does he does he now warrant a starting spot? you you'd say so, but then so so far this season and during preseason he's been managed by Mourinho I think perfectly and credit to, to both of them and the rest of the squad because he's answered Mourinho perfectly with the right performances and the right attitude and Mourinho now seems to have faith in him um, publicly backing him and Mourinho said he's probably been helped by Lukaku, Pogba, Fellaini that sort of French speaking quartet that we had um, and that's, that's a real positive um, I mean his treatment Mourinho's treatment of Martial has sometimes seemed a bit odd, um, and I've criticised it. I think a lot of people have. It looks like that kind of tough love is paying off. I don't know if it's changed during pre-season or if it's just continued like that. But it looks like it's it's paying off and is is being balanced out with the correct amount of praise.
1: Yeah, I think credit to Mourinho has to has to come now for, like I said, the way he has been managed in pre-season and the start of this season. He was given a decent amount of opportunities in pre-season and he seems to have taken them all and I think it's also credit to Martial because it would have been very easy for people to, or for a player to kind of realise they're not probably not going to be starting every game and just kind of give up and forget it and try and force a transfer and there obviously has been a lot of speculation about that I guess because he hasn't been starting but he's done so well because he's just kept his head down, he stayed focused and any time he's been given an opportunity he has taken it and he's... Prove to Mourinho what he can do, and so I think it probably is. He probably does deserve a start. It's just whether Mourinho thinks that Rashford can be dropped because, unfortunately, ne- neither of them can really play on the right hand side very much. So it's difficult to try and get them in the yeah, same team. Definitely.
0: Um, I mean, if if they could play across the line, then you'd bring them in for for probably Juan Mata. Um, I mean, all Mkhitaryan. Yeah. Mkhitaryan. He's been anonymous for large portions of the games but has four assists in two games and some great final balls through those those sort of threaded (laughs) balls through I mean so perhaps it's matter that has to be sacrificed Mkhitaryan's a really odd one because because both Swansea and West Ham apart from the free kick against West Ham and the assist and the two assists against Swansea he didn't really do anything in the rest of the game I mean not only did he not do stuff sometimes he lost the ball and, and he didn't look great but can you sacrifice that, that kind of quality in the final third? Because it's it's a big thing to lose when you've got three very good strikers and, and other good finishers in the side.
1: Well, I think against against West Ham, I think he was a lot better than he was against Swansea. He, I mean, he still wasn't running the game by any means, but I think he was a lot more involved than he was against Swansea. And he still was, his general play, I think, was still pretty good. Um, but yeah, against Swansea, he, he wasn't really involved too much. But then his composure in the final third, when he gets a chance, is incredible. He's just he knows exactly what pass to play. The the perfect one I thought was Lukaku's goal. You know Martial's running through. He's stumbling a little bit. And when I first saw Martial kind of start to stumble, I thought, oh, well, Mkhitaryan's going to take it off him and shoot, or they're going to get in each other's way and tangle the legs and whatever. And I honestly I didn't even notice Lukaku was was open there, and Mkhitaryan had the composure to just slot it straight to Lukaku with a perfectly weighted pass and an easy finish. So I think it was brilliant for Mkhitaryan because he seems to have such good awareness of where everyone is around him in the final third. Uh, And the same thing with the one to Pogba. I mean, that pass was a lot more obvious, but again, the weight on the pass was just so perfect. I think that's the big thing with him. Personally, I think that Mata is a lot easier to sacrifice than Mkhitaryan because he just does give us something that no one else really gives us that precision in the final third, as good as Marcia and Rashford are, sometimes their quality isn't up to standard. And I think, I think most people would kind of agree with that. It's, it's clear to see, especially in Rashford's case, I'd say he's a lot more inconsistent on that front. And I, th- I think then it's important to have someone like Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan, sorry, who's there to kind of provide that bit more composure and, the, and a bit more quality in the final third.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to the the two main men the Matic and Paul Pogba. Starting with Pogba, some absolutely filthy stuff. Has mugged off five or six players this season already. Two goals, um, almost half of his tally of last season already. Yeah. Two great finishes and two very good performances with these stunning... Uh, the, the level of skill for a central midfielder, not an attacking midfielder. I mean, he, he attacks a lot now he's been given his freedom by Matic, but he's not an attacking midfielder. The level of skill for a central midfielder is astonishing.
1: Yeah, it. Oh, I mean, you can see I don't even know what to say about um, I think, especially the West Ham game, I thought the West Ham game, he was better than he was against Swansea. And, I mean, he really did just completely run the game. All the, all the plaudits went to Matic, and rightly so, because Matic was brilliant. But, I mean, and it's, it's what we've all been saying, what we've been saying on here for the last few weeks since Matic was signed. Just the freedom that Pogba is allowed now that Matic is there is so, so great to watch. And he is taking it by the scruff of the neck. Some of the skills that he pulled off against West Ham was absolutely fantastic. And I'm so glad that he's got goals in both games because and I I don't really care that they weren't goals that, you know, they weren't the opening goals or whatever, although he was unlucky not to get the opening goal against Swansea. Just the fact that he's getting on the score sheet and he's getting forward so much more is such a positive sign for us. And he seems to be creating such a good partnership with with Lukaku already. Obviously, they're such good friends off the pitch. And Henri was talking about this before the game on uh, on Saturday, in that you know you don't have to be friends with someone off the pitch to have a good partnership with them, but it does help so much because just just when they're you know hanging out together away from football, they're inevitably going to be talking about football and thinking about football, and just that time spent together translates so well onto the pitch, and it is really showing already. But yeah, I mean, Pogba has been brilliant. It's just yeah, some of his performances have been insane, and I think you're right. It's, it's rare to see a central midfielder with such good skill.
0: I, I I generally don't think there's I don't think there's any other midfielder in the world with the same yeah. skill set. I'm not. He, I don't think he's yet the best midfielder in the world. But I think in terms of just pure on the ball ability, in terms of skills, not he hasn't got the best passing. He hasn't got the best shot, but just skill set. In, in Incomparable. And he's been allowed to... Show, he, he did it at times last season. There was that incredible... Um, where he flicked it, head, shoulder, knee, uh, foot, high in the air against Anderlecht. And he did that twice in about two games yeah. last season. But he's been allowed to do it a lot more by, by our new signing, Emmanuel Matic. And he, did, and he did one similar
1: against West Ham as well, where he just flicked it yeah. up onto his head as well. Take it away from Aubiang, uh, I think it was. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, Matic, nothing that made you reach sort of peak fulfillment like Rashford or Martial or, or those Pogba skills we've just mentioned sometimes do, but I mean, as if this point hasn't been made by enough people already. Three games in the in United shirt and is fulfilling what we expected of him absolutely perfectly. Genuinely covering and, and mopping up for Pogba gives him freedom to row him further forward, but I, he's doing better than I expected at what I expected him to do, if that makes sense. So I knew he would do this job. And he's doing better than I thought in terms of covering the defence and covering for Paul Pogba. But he's doing—he's—he's he's added something else as well, and that's these brilliant balls and, and some great dribbles in central and wide areas. I mean, if you look at um, the the first West Ham goal, where he creates a counter attack for the first goal, pressing really high up, taking matters into his own hands, being really self aware and going for that ball. So he starts a counter attack there. But it's—it's it's not just that because if you rewatch that Lukaku goal. Matic continues making a run right into the box which draws West Ham apart. Rashford and Lukaku suddenly have more space and and Rashford can feed it through for Lukaku. He's got a bit more time and then and then can slot it home in off the post. Uh, that that Matic's run is, is genuinely really important in that goal. It's 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 not just the, the defensive part that Matic has provided us and that's why everyone's so Amazed by how well he's done so far.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That the message run for the uh, Lukaku's first goal was brilliant, and and it completely set up the entire the entire goal because it pulled the full back away and allowed Rashford to then come inside create the angle for the pass Lukaku. Uh, yeah, uh, in the West Ham game, that was what what really struck me. It, it didn't do it so much in the Swansea game. I think it was a much tighter, much scrappier affair. But in the West Ham game, some of his Dribbles forward, the amazing runs that he was going on is what really shocked me and and really impressed me because it wasn't what I expected from Matic. There was one on the right-hand side of the pitch where he he went past about five players um, on the far on the far touch line. That was just a, an absolutely brilliant run. Um, I think it's that side of his game that I really wasn't expecting. He's played some really really not, uh, neat football as well, getting in between the lines, getting people like Mikatari and Mata on the ball in some really good areas and it's been really, really good, everything that we thought he might be good at, he I think you're right, he's, ex- he's exceeded my expectations and what I expected him to be good at anyway, but then he's also shown this other side of him that maybe he hasn't shown that much in the last year or so, and it's really good to see that that's coming out, and I think what was really important for me was, uh, you know, he did the interview um, a few days ago saying how important, or how big of a factor Jose Mourinho was for him in coming back to United, and I think it's actually really important because it just shows me that he you know, he really does want to be there and playing under this manager. He's not just there because he knew he would get game time and whatever. He genuinely wants to be at United because of, because of Jose. And that's so great because it just adds that little bit of motivation. And I think that's probably a, a little bit of a reason why Jose is, seems to be so good as well, because he's he's got the majority of his targets. He still says there's one more that he'd like to bring in. But he seems to have got his targets he's reunited with Matic who he clearly has a great relationship with and it's just translating then onto the players as well because they seem to be in such a much better in such a good uh, good place obviously playing some brilliant football and it's just like the whole club seems to be in a very harmonious place at the moment
0: yeah there's there's the dressing room is definitely very together um and it's it's partly because no no one in the team has been replaced as in Matic isn't replacing Herrera Carrick Fellaini he's a he's a very different player Lukaku's not replacing any of the other strikers he's replacing Ibrahimovic who's injured and Lindelof is coming in because we needed another centre-back is I think Mourinho's shown his faith in his current players and in the the new players and I think that's why everyone is is so content even if they're not playing the 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 last two players I want to speak about um you can add someone else if you want Phil Jones and Eric Bai starting off with with Jones if, um, like, if, 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 if he can stay injury-free, he's getting into his groove, looking good alongside Bay at the moment. I mean, such are the, uh, are the worries over injuries for Jones that even if this good form for him continues, I'd still play him only once a week as much as we can. So if we've got a Champions League and a Premier League game, I'd just play him at one just in case. Because when he, when he's not injured, he actually is a good defender. When he can play four or five matches in a row... Or four or five weeks in a row, he can play. Then he's he's a very good defender and good enough to to play for Man United. But he never can. So I don't want us to go out and play him for six games in a row in one month. Just just be careful with him because if we can have him as a as one of our central defenders, he's great to have. And Eric by first Man United goal, that wonderful smiles out again as he celebrated. Great reaction for the goal and great in defence again alongside Jones. I
1: think. We've always kind of known how good of a defender Jones can be. Whenever you know, obviously, there's a lot of talk when we first signed him and Smalling that they're going to be, you know, future England pairing, future United pairing, and obviously neither of them could really stay fit. But even when Smalling could stay fit, I think we all felt that Jones had more potential than Smalling, even if it was maybe more unful, unfilled. And it's so great to see that he's able to get a a few games under his belt in a row now and he does seem to be forming a great partnership with Bailly. What I love about it is they're both so athletic between them. When when have you ever seen Bailly or Jones get outpaced? I mean both extremely extremely quick, um, very good on the uh, the ball as well. There's one one area where Jones really has improved over the last couple of years. When he first came he was very hot-headed on the ball. Uh, I'm sure we'll all remember when Fergie tried to use him in, in midfield and he had some, some marauding runs forward, but he was never the most comfortable on the ball. And him and baye are both very good on it now. He's really improved in that area. I mean, Eric baye what what can I say about Eric baye I don't really have a bad word to say about him. Um, he's been a brilliant sign-in. Arguably Mourinho's best, honestly. I mean, for the money that we pay for him and how young that he is, he kind of came out of nowhere and has been absolutely brilliant for us. Uh, I saw a great thread on Twitter earlier, actually, of... Uh, of funny things that Eric Bailly has done. And it was hilarious. He has some brilliant (laughs) moments. Uh, Personal favourite of mine has got to be when he tried to start a fight with Jamie Vardy over literally nothing um, last season. So hopefully we'll see more of that this weekend. But, you know, it's been a really, really solid partnership. Obviously haven't been tested too much. I'm sure they'll get tested more against Leicester this weekend. But there's really, really positive signs at the back. I I was actually thinking about this this morning in that, You know, I'd say in the last few years, even though we actually haven't conceded that many goals, a lot of that is down to the style of play that we've had and how defensive we've been for a lot of the time. But we actually now have very, very good personnel at the back. You look at Valencia by Jones, and the left back is still a bit of a problem area, but potentially Luke Shaw, if he came in and could hit top four. That is a very, very good back four, especially with David De Gea in goal as well, and, and Matic sitting right in front. Uh, we definitely have a very very strong spine at the moment,
0: and Victor Lindelof is is being eased in, and some people seem to mind about that. Don't don't really care. Um, it's it's not like we need him desperately at the moment, and almost every central defender that comes in from a European league or a South American league, either of them, needs a a time to settle in and to to adjust a bit. And Eric Baye is is one of the exceptions.
1: At the end of the day, I I'd rather. I'd rather Lindelof be unused at, at the moment and get more time tra- uh, in training with the squad whilst we don't need him, than him be like forced into the team because oh, you know the idea he's a new sign he has to play, and then have a few bad games, lose all of his confidence, and then kind of never, never recover. I'd, ra- I'd much rather him be eased in, and get him more, uh, more a lot more used to the English game because, and it, it has become a bit of a cliche, people need time to settle in, but. It is true, the Premier League is very different to any league other league in the world, especially the Portuguese League not being the most competitive league around. So I would much rather see him be used this way than be kind of forced into the team when A, we don't need him and B, when he probably isn't ready.
0: Yep, right. Lots to talk about at youth level. The under-23s kicked off their season with a 1-0 victory against Leicester, thanks to a wonderful Demi Mitchell free kick in the second half. On Monday this week... They drew 1-1 with Swansea at home with Luke Shaw and Ashley Young both playing 60 minutes in that game. Indy Boonan scored his first goal at under-23 level to equalise late on for United. The under eighteen suffered a 4-2 defeat in their first game to West Brom in the under-18 Premier League, despite those watching on at the baggage training ground claiming United were the better side. We went 3-0 down before half-time, conceded a fourth after the break before Aidan Barlow scored a penalty and Milan Bars, who we signed from Ajax last year, scored a consolation goal, his first On his under-18s debut in the 89th minute. The under-16s have been in Hong Kong training and playing friendlies against various sides. Incredible experience for that squad. United have a partnership with a a Hong Kong junior side and go over every year. Um, We beat Hong Kong Academy 7-0 in our first game and Hong Kong under-17 3-2 in our second game. But as I say, um, wonderful experience for them. Flying out to Hong Kong, spending, I think it was about a week over there new culture, completely different culture and getting to play against against some sides and train in a different environment as well. In low news, Dean Henderson has been in good form for Shrewsbury Town. The Under-20 World Cup winning keeper has also signed up with Umbro in the last couple of weeks. Sam Johnston has been in action for Steve Bruce's Aston Villa as their number one keeper. Regan Paul has made his Northampton debut, though he's yet um, understandably to make himself first choice centre-back. Paul's under good guidance having rejoined with a manager who gave him his senior debut at Newport County when he was 16 or 17 before he joined United. Um, Cameron Borthwick Jackson has joined Leeds United on loan and Timothy fossie has impressed so far on loan at Crystal Palace. His physicality, pace and ball-playing attributes being demonstrated already at Selhurst. Uh, fossie Jack. Superb so far for Crystal Palace.
1: It's been absolutely brilliant, uh, especially I mean, obviously Palace didn't have a great start against Huddersfield, but he was brilliant in that game. I watched a lot of it and he played really, really well. Obviously, the one kind of highlight reel moment was his great goal-saving tackle but the entire game, he was a lot more. He was a lot more solid than basically the rest of the uh, of the Palace team. I think this low will, be, will do him good. There's no point in him sitting on the bench all season, waiting to play in the League Cup. It's much better for him to go and play at another Premier League club, and it's not a Premier League club where he it is. It's like the lowest of the low in the Premier League, with no disrespect to some others. But Palace are a decent standard. Frank de is a good coach, and will hopefully teach him a lot. So I think it's a really good move for Fossi mensah There was a lot said on Twitter. I can't remember which journalist was talking about it, but a journalist just after the loan move got announced was saying how this is all part of Mourinho's kind of three-step plan for, for Fossi Mensa was to keep him on the sidelines for a year, um, kind of get him integrated with the first-team squad, then send him out on loan before bringing him back when he's hopefully ready to, to join the first team. So hopefully the loan continues to work out well for him. I think it's a really good move for everyone involved at the moment.
0: Yep. Um I think that was Sam Teague from Bleacher Report. He said that. I I, I didn't know if I if I agreed with that. I think... I'm not sure this was all completely planned, but I think it's a good... It's, it, it's one of the better loan moves he could have had, particularly staying in England and staying in the Premier League under a good manager, as you say. Leicester City coming up Saturday, 5.30 kick-off. Um... Predictions? I mean, it's got to be four nil, hasn't it?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, how can we go with anything else, really? We're gonna go through the whole season like this, I think. um Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think it will be another four nil, but other, the way that we've been playing, I, I am expecting a win. uh I mean, hopefully it will be another four nil or something as comfortable as that. We'll see.
0: I, uh, I'm checking the odds for us to win four nil, and it uh, again. It looks like it's roughly thirteen to one, which is—I mean—that's worth a punt to be thirteen to one. Put a couple of quid on that. Um, yeah. Makes your day even better if we win four 0
1: I would—I would love to have seen what the odds would have been uh, before the season started for United to win both their opening four, two games four nil. Yeah, would have been absolutely crazy. I
0: mean, I'm, the literal—the literal odds weren't probably that—that that huge, but I, was, I mean, if you did a, a request a bet on that, I think you would have done all right. Um, yeah. We've we've got one question this week. We've answered it. It's about uh, how Fossi immense is being a a i i quote, a beast at Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> in fact, we've just got another one in. There's been a lot of talk of, of Martial not starting, but not much about Herrera. Should he be just a squad player or does he deserve more, asks at Heinlin. I'll let you go first on that.
1: Personally, I I am not too worried about seeing Herrera on the bench. I, I, I really like Herrera, as do most United fans, he's definitely a fan favourite but at the end of the day he isn't a world class player. Uh not not saying necessarily that, that Matic is, but I don't think there's currently in the setup that we're playing a great role for him. He can't he can't do Matic's role or Pogba's role as well as either Matic or Pogba and he can't do Mikatarian's role as well as Mikatarian. So it's very tough to see a place where he would get in the side at the moment. the current setup that we're using and to be honest whilst we are playing this setup i don't think he he deserves a place in the team based on what he can do and what the current starters can do he's a very very good option to have on the bench and to obviously he will still get a lot of game time i'm sure in uh in the league cup and uh especially once we start having to rotate a lot more when the champions league starts as well and rightly so he deserves that time he's been a very very good player for us but ultimately, at the moment, he doesn't make it into our strongest eleven. And I think that, that's what we have to have to think about it at the moment, no matter how much of a fan favourite he might be.
0: There's not a place for him in the games that we have at the moment. Um, and there could well be in the coming month when we play. I don't know. I don't know what game is best for him to come into, but it's certainly not these small games where we've got Pogba and Matic working so well together and then you've got a four, two, three, one. Perhaps when we when we start playing a three man midfield, yeah. slightly more defensive, then Herrera's energy and uh sort of snideness will come into handy. <laughs> um but at the moment there's there's no worries over that for for me. That's all we have time for on the Manchester United weekly podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry we were away for a couple of weeks. Um we'll be back at the start of September after we beat Leicester City 4-0 or the very end of August take our goal difference up to 12 and and we'll be well top of the league we'll basically have won it by then to be honest but yeah just remember we we won three our first three games last season and I think City won their first 10 last season and um yeah they finished fourth so we we're, we're not we're not talking about the league title yet but it's been a it's been a very fun start to the season we look very good we're scoring goals winning games playing good football and all of our best players are are playing like they're our best players so that's that's certainly a positive you can find jack on twitter at at utd takes
1: t-a-i-t
0: and you can follow me at, at harry robinson 64 or the podcast itself at utd weekly pod pod um thank you very much for listening have a great week look forward to that leicester game it is funny looking forward to united games again goodbye